Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. We're doom scrolling, man. Mike Pence, remember him? He was the vice president. I think there was something about him not uh, being allowed to be alone with a woman if his wife wasn't there. Wasn't oh, that yeah, the deal? Yeah, that's right. Remember that? Pretty religious guy. Mm-hmm. Isn't he from Indiana? Was that his deal? Indiana sounds right, doesn't it? Was that where he's from? Yeah. He is. Okay. So anyway, uh, Mike Pence, now that we remember who he is, the headlines say he will not contest a subpoena to testify for a special counsel investigation into former President Trump. And this is according to Mike Pence's office they will not contest this. A new move by Mike Pence this morning that could be damaging to his former boss, with a Pence spokesperson saying the former vice president will not appeal a federal judge's order to testify in the special counsel investigation into Donald Trump's push to overturn the 2020 election. That opens the door to new, possibly crucial access to Pence, who witnessed firsthand Mr. Trump's actions leading up to January 6th and could speak about it under oath for the first time. The Trump legal team may still appeal. Now, this apparently is a change of heart for Pence because they're calling it a newfound willingness to testify and that that's bad news for Trump. They said that Pence had initially rebuffed the subpoena as unconstitutional. And he argued that the Constitution's speech and debate clause prevented him from discussing aspects of January 6th. So mm-hmm. he's, he's changed his mind on that, I guess. It says Pence now has assurances that he will be shielded from such questions, and his office says they will no longer contest the subpoena himself. Here's a quote. Having uh, vindicated that principle of the Constitution, Vice President Pence will not appeal the judge's ruling and will comply with the subpoena as required by law. That's one of his uh, spokespeople saying that. And so they're saying, you know, this is, uh, I, I, I guess, going to be about January 6th and Trump's efforts to try and overturn sure. the election, which – you know, you got the, the money stuff now, the, the the bad bookkeeping or whatever they're accusing him of in New York. Right. And the next thing, I think, is going to be these charges of him trying to overturn an election, which would be a bigger deal. Right. Um, and, they, you know, the thing that I read a couple of days ago, they're like, look, they've got plenty of evidence to get this started. But now they just start interviewing people. But that phone call that was recorded where he's talking about, let's find some extra votes we just, what was it, 13,000? We just need to find these votes. Oh, yeah. And they said that really is enough right there on that recorded line to show that he was breaking the law. Because it's very clear about what, what, how the law states, you know, trying to overturn an election. If you try uh-huh. and get votes that aren't there, I mean, that, and that's, what he, that's what he's doing. So they're going to, it seems like they're going to try and, I guess, ma- go forward ma- yeah, b- bring this up as a charge. And I, I assume that's what Mike Pence is going to be uh, questioned about. 
Students across the country, especially in Tennessee, have been staging walkouts because of gun violence and the school shooting in Nashville last week. And now they're upset because these Democrats, which we talked about this, the Democrats who protested with them at one of these, you know, gun gun violence rallies, they got stripped of some of their power because the the Republicans in office said, hey, you know, you guys were protesting. You can't do that. So we're going to punish you for protesting. So now more kids are supporting those those Democrats who protested with them and more kids have decided we're going to go. We're going to protest. We're going to hold up signs. And this is about gun violence and we want gun reform. And it looks to me like those Democrats are still marching with that fiery debate debate remains front and center here in Tennessee. In just a few hours, hundreds, if not thousands of demonstrators are expected to flood the state capitol here as proceedings get underway for the possible expulsion of three Democratic lawmakers. Representatives Gloria Johnson, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson will have an opportunity to defend their case on the House floor after Republicans filed resolutions to expel them after they joined with protesters in the gallery, taking to the House floor to demand action on gun reform. Now, I, you know, with the Internet and everything, people can organize much easier. And, of course, kids yeah. are tech savvy. And I assume that's how this word got spread, because I'm just looking. I was looking for an update now. There's uh, like in Houston, for example, it says over a dozen schools in Houston, their kids are out protesting. So, uh, you know, I, a lot of this is about um my, gun reform, and a lot of it is about just – we've had so many debates about know, throwing books away right. and Texas education, whatever that thing is and called. And you know, if you've listened to the show long enough, you know how I feel. And you either agree with me or you don't. You get angry with me and or, you know, you say I, I don't say it enough, although I, I can't imagine that there's been <clears throat> someone like me on the radio talking like this for as long as I have about guns. I right. don't think that I, – I think I might lead the category in that. I do too. But – Driving my kid to school today, my youngest, Chacho, I'm driving him to school. And as we're driving by, we have to drive by and then go down the street and turn around. Okay. Okay? So you get in line the right way. As we're driving by, there's four cop cars outside. Hmm. And so, you know, I I see it, right? You're like, okay, what's going on? You turn around. I'm like, man, there's four cop cars out there. And he looks at me and goes, yeah, it's got me a little concerned. Oh, man. He's in the sixth grade. Yeah, he's in elementary school. And I said to him, I said, hey, man, I'm sorry that you have to live in a world where you know what that means and it's not good. Yeah. And he just looked at me and he said, it is what it is. Well, And that is like it is what it is, you know. And then I pulled up and the lady directing traffic happened to be the principal this week. And I said, you know, hey, what's going on with all the cops? And she said it was an issue in the parking lot. The police showed up. It has nothing to do with the students or the teachers. And I said, okay. I dropped them off. I didn't love it. No, of course not. You know? And we say it is what it but is. Not, and uh, parking lot, I guess maybe outside of the school or something. Yeah. You know, it didn't have anything to do with the school, I guess. But my thing is, I know a lot of times we compare ourselves to other countries, and, and people on the left will say, well, look, this doesn't happen in other countries. Why is it happening here? People on the right will say, well, because we have this constitutional guarantee that we can have guns. But my thing is, don't even compare us to other countries. Just look back at history. Yeah. It didn't used to be like this. We had guns. We still had guns. There were guns in my house. My brother had a lot of guns. Mm-hmm. But there were some rules, some rules that, that, yeah. that existed then that don't exist now. And I'm not saying that those rules prevented school shootings. But I can't prove that they didn't. All I know is there used to be rules. Those rules well, are slowly Well, I mean, if you say like time. the loosening and loosening of gun, uh, of gun control, yeah. that's what will stop these things. Well, you've had it your way. 
that's what I'm saying. It hasn't worked. Like, you've had it your way. You haven't lost any one of these battles. No. No one's come and gotten your guns, and the availability and ability to uh, get a gun has become easier and easier and easier. Exactly. And you've had your way. It's not working. And like, it's it literally not working. Right. Like, I can see that. Now, you could say, my way won't work. Okay. But we don't know that. Let's try Like, it. what we do know is that yours is not. <laughs> exactly. Yours is not. Let's give it a try. Tested your way. Right. And it, does, it's, it doesn't it's work. It's not working. Something's going very wrong. And it's weird because, you know, you're scared of this idea that they're going to come for your guns, which has never happened. Uh, and whatever Q is currently saying, all these things, we're scared of kids getting shot because it keeps happening. Right. It keeps that's happening. Actually, like, that I can see. Happening. No one's actually come for your guns. Right. But kids are getting shot. But kids shot. are getting assassinated in school, in elementary school kids, in their classrooms. Yeah. So that I know happens. Yep. So, you know. Just, I mean, one of my things, which I know is it also makes people really angry, take away the stupid assault right. Just, it's their prop. I'm not saying that they couldn't find a gun that's more deadly or whatever, but they all use this gun. It, it, is, it has become an absolute prop for school shooters. Just stop selling right. it to them. You know, you really need that thing that bad. That's the thing that you're that upset about. If they take those away, then your rights have been violated, and this is no longer America. I mean, come on, me, you got to give a little bit. That's how this stuff works. And, and you have to admit that things are really, really bad right now, and what? we need to do something. So just, we're not saying take everything away. Just, just give a well, little. You're going to, Lazo is, <laughs> but just give a little. You're, compromise a little, for F's right. sake, you know? I, and now you got kids protesting. I mean, after Sandy Hook and then Parkland and all those kids giving speeches, is that not... And I just say that if somebody was in the military and used a gun and had to point it at people and use them, it's, it, with, with the odd exception of John McCain, it is always the people who never went to war who want to go to war. Yeah. It's always those. It's always George Bush who wants to go to war with John Kerry's like, eh, not a great idea. You know why? Because they've seen it. Yep. I've seen it. It's, not, it's ugly. Yep. It's not good. It's the same thing I feel like with gun owners. Like, it's all the people like, you will not take my guns away from you. You haven't used it. Right. You practice. You haven't used it. Yep. You don't want to. And I, and I and, get and, it. And, and put in the situation of having to use it, if you had to use it over and over and over again, you actually had to pull the trigger and kill a human being, or your children were actually murdered by someone, I think you'd change your mind. Right. I just do. Another thing I think we should do is I think we should start. I think the media should start posting videos and pictures of those kids. I, I think people need to know how real it is. You know, when the father of that Parkland victim tweeted at Kid Rock the other day yeah. and sent that picture, that's powerful. Seeing right. those kids run over a body and, and trying to get away from this gun, I think I think Americans need to see those images. Of course, because I think it's just become a, oh, it's a school shooting, six people, and that's it. And I think they need to realize what it really is. Right, what's actually happening. I think they I think they should show it. I do. I, do too. I, I hate the idea of seeing it, obviously. I, I, would do too. I would love for to never have to see it. But I think because it's happening, you should show people what's happening. Right, this is it. This is it. Instead of showing pictures of the shooters over and over and what's in the manifesto. Right, here's the here's kids. Here's the kids. And here's what they look like shot. That's what I'm saying. Here's, here's what they look like shot. Here they are shot. I know you're like, That's oh, you won't. No. Show it. Because you're not going to change your mind until you see it. Show it. Yep. yep. I totally agree. All right, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and do the lighter side of Doom Scrolling. Yo. Yo. What's going on? We are finishing doom scrolling. Good. So the founder of Cash App was murdered? Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at an article here from 10 minutes ago. It says the creator of Cash App 
has been identified as the victim in a tragic incident. According to NBC News, Bob Lee was reportedly killed during a fatal stabbing on Tuesday, April 4th, near downtown San Francisco, California. Per the city's police department, officers responded to a report of a stabbing at approximately 2.35 a.m. I'd never heard of this guy before, but I've obviously heard of Cash App. Right. I started looking at some of the stuff. It says uh, he was a tech executive. He was the first CEO at Square. You know Square, the, the digital payment company. He was the sure. first CEO there. Um, and that got, you know that was launched by, uh, what's his face? Jack Dorsey, I think. And then it says he played a pivotal role in Square's launch of Cash App. And then I guess he was the, the, the CEO. And they're calling him the founder, too, of Cash App. Was he targeted? I don't see anything that says he was targeted or any speculation that he was targeted. I see a lot of people talking about how uh, San Diego has been dealing with a lot of violence lately. So I, I kind of feel, or San Francisco, I mean, feels like they're kind of just, uh, you know, assuming that this was just a random act of violence. But it, it just seems crazy. I mean, getting stabbed to death. When you're just walking Horrifying. home, whatever you're doing, good Lord. The shocking and unsolved murder of Bob Lee, the tech titan who was stabbed to death Tuesday in San Francisco, has rattled the city and those who loved him. Absolute shock and devastation. We're aiming to lift the entire world into a new era of financial freedom. Best known for creating Cash App, a mobile payment service, police say Lee was attacked not far from the Bay Bridge at 2.35 a.m. Tuesday. The area, thought to be a safe part of the city, is dotted with surveillance cameras. Uh, it says that during the height of the pandemic, he worked with the World Health Organization to create a COVID-19 mobile app, which led to the development of at-home COVID-19 testing. Okay. Th this guy's... Did a lot of stuff, it seems like, and a lot of successful stuff. And they're saying this was a safe part of town, and then he got stabbed to death. Hmm. I mean, look, you've, you've, you've been out on the street a million times in your life where it's it's dark, and then you see someone walking by, and you think, okay, is this person just like yeah, me? Yeah, just, just hope they don't stab you. Right, and then someone might come up to you and ask you for a couple dollars, and then you're, you know, your brain is starting sure, to Sure, you're always worried not, right, on edge. Like, All right, what do I do? God, Especially at 2.30 in the morning. 2.30 in the morning, and then someone pulls out a knife. I mean, who knows? Maybe he didn't even see it coming. We don't know. Yeah. But, God, that's horrifying. Babe Ruth, Baby Ruth, you know him. I do. He, you know, anything that he used, pretty valuable. Anything he autographed, sure. pretty valuable. Well, he had a baseball bat that he used, and apparently it's pretty valuable. About $1.85 million wow. valuable. Someone had just bought it for a lot less money than that, not that long ago. But then a picture showed up of Babe Ruth using the bat, and they can tell from looking at the marks on the bat that it's the bat that he's holding in the picture. Okay. And they said, whoa, this bat's worth even more than we thought. So whoever bought it last time, good investment. A baseball bat used by Babe Ruth has been sold for a record $1.85 million. Ruth used it during his 1921 season with the Yankees when he hit a then-record 59 home runs. Just five years ago, that same bat, same one, mm -hmm. sold for just $400,000. Wow. But since that time, there was a photo showing Ruth swinging it. Wow. So there are five distinct spots where the bat matches the one in the picture. And I got to be honest, I looked at the picture, and you can tell. You, okay. Yeah, you can see it because they've got, you know, a new, nice, high-quality picture of the bat that just sold. But then when you look at that picture of him, I mean, it's, you know, he just swung the bat. And you can you can see all the markings. You're like, okay. no, that is the same bat. I mean, you know, when you're wealthy and you buy stuff like that, sure. I'm sure you still have to talk to your spouse or whatever. Like, I, it's a good investment, you know. Maybe not, but some of them. Maybe might. It depends on how much money you have. But I, I mean, I just wonder but how. But you were going to buy a Wade Davis jersey for sixty bucks. <laughs> you know, I mean, it is. Right. You know, everything's relative. Exactly, but I don't think that I could tell 
you know, if, if brokers like, why are you buying that? I don't think I could say it's going to be worth more money one day. You know, I mean, who knows? Yeah, but one point eight million dollars for whoever for bought it, it maybe nothing. Exactly. It may be sixty bucks. I got to think the person who spent one point eight five million, they probably really want the bat. I'm yeah. not saying the person who spent four hundred thousand dollars didn't either, but they might have thought this could be an investment. They certainly thought when it became worth more money. Right. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell this bat. Uh, I don't know anything about golf, but I saw that this guy. I've hit. seen you play before. You're fantastic. I played one time. With you. And you were really good. You got re- no, you got really mad at me because I took a phone call, which I didn't know that that was a rule that you're not allowed to take a phone call. Did you know that, Snow Cone? You can't talk on the green or something? He was uh, on no. the phone talking while everyone was putting. I was having a I piano mean, if you're move. holding the game up, are you talking No, I wasn't holding the game People are trying to shoot. People was, are trying to putt, and he's talking. Well, yeah, I, I want to talk during someone putting. I right. was playing while I was talking. I, I had Everybody piano. else was putting. He's walking around like, I need to get because this piano moved. I'm like, dude. I was making sure the piano got moved. That's we'll just all. Just go over there. You know, the trying to it's golf, right? Like I'm doing business things. I'm taking a call. I got to get that piano moved. You know, I'm a big shot. That's what you feel like when you're playing golf. I didn't know you weren't allowed to take a call. And also, they made fun of me because I didn't have any clubs, so I went to Walmart and bought a club, a set of men's clubs. They had men's and women's. I think they were eighty nine dollars, right? And it was a whole set, Lazo. Well, not a whole set, but it had like seven, six clubs in it. Yeah. I don't know how many clubs you should have. But I had more than more than two or three. Yeah. It looked a little small. It looked a little like something you'd order from Wish, right? Mm-hmm. But I had it. And these guys, I, you know, they were looking at me sideways. Anyhow, this guy, I don't know who he is. Do you know? It was at Augusta National. And yeah, this I'm guy named Seamus Power. I don't know him, but. Yeah. Okay. Two hole-in-ones in a row. Wow. That seems pretty yeah. good. It's Seamus Power. Seamus. Downhill. 114 yards. There has not been a hole-in-one yet today. That sure sounded like a hole-in-one word. This is Seamus Power on nine. Have the proper speed. It looks good. Seamus Power on back-to-back holes. I mean, seriously, that's like Kim Jong-un stuff. Yeah, that's nice. That's really, really good. I feel like, you know, people should listen to what you say. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're next to godly. Uh, Lazo, you know, it seems like once every month or so, there's a story. They say, oh, the thing you need to know, your kids might be doing. Mm. Keep your kids away from this. Could be dangerous. Right. Snorting their own poo. Well, this thing sort of reminds me of the, this isn't as bad as snorting their own poo, but uh, you've seen the chip challenge, the spicy chip challenge, where it's like, yeah. or one chip challenge, whatever it's called. Well, now there's gum. Did you know about this gum? No. There's some sort of very spicy gum. And I guess they measured this gum to see how hot it was. They measured the thing in Scoville units, you mm-hmm. know, like just like the hot sure. sauces say. And this this gum was measured at 16 million. That seems like a lot. I can't I can't remember exactly what you know spicy. We had something one time that you made me taste and actually gave me a blister mm, on my lip and my tongue. That was just, my wiener. Just from tasting it. Yeah, I think it was your your wiener. And you said that it would go away and probably not bother me unless I got sick. And you were right. <laughs> so, but I I did kind of regret doing that. Well, now these kids they the were one host- wiener challenge is what I called the it. The one wiener challenge. That's right. So these elementary school kids, this happened in Massachusetts. They had to go to the hospital because of this extra spicy gum. A little crazy. I'm, I got a little scared about all of it. Which is uh, equivalent to basically what's commonly referred to as pepper spray. So it's a very spicy or hot agent that the kids were exposed to. It can cause skin irritation as well as respiratory and um, airway inflammation. Okay, I was just thinking, if I was a kid in elementary school and someone brought, you know, very spicy yeah, gum... It. Of course you try it. We're, mm-hmm. we're boys. Like, you have to do it. There's right. girls watching, you know? And someone's passing stuff out going, oh, my God. We would absolutely do it. I would it. absolutely try it. Let me try it. And then I guess we would have gone to the hospital. But I don't know. Maybe you should tell your kids 
that if the spy, I mean, because they're they're acting like you should be aware of this. So maybe you're supposed to tell your kids. I'll tell that, them. Don't eat anything hot. Yeah, if if someone brings up a uh, spicy gum, don't eat the don't, spicy gum. Don't try and eat it. Yeah, to impress girls, you know, yeah, just sure. don't do that. The defamation suit against Fox News. For what? For what have the, they done? Well, you remember we've had all of these. Well, uh, I see everything. De- depositions because they talked about the election, you know, possibly being rigged or whatever else. So Dominion, the voting company, you're like, mm. hey, you defamed us. We didn't do anything wrong. The election was safe and secure. And you guys put lies out there. That's your accusation. So they're suing them for a lot of money. And they had to be deposed. And then I guess the lawyers for Fox thought that that would be the end of it. They get deposed and the case would get thrown out. But apparently a judge has said, no, this thing can move forward. This morning, a new development in the $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit against Fox News. The judge in the case now saying that Fox chairman Rupert Murdoch and his son can be forced to testify in person. The judge saying that Murdoch could be compelled to come here is sort of the exact opposite in a way of what they had hoped for. What a crazy time. You could have Rupert Murdoch. How it, it's kind of like, <laughs> kind in a way, opposite. the exact opposite. Like, like no, it is the exact opposite. The I exact. promise you what they wanted was that they don't have to testify and they don't have to show up. Yep. But in a way, it's like the exact opposite. Like, mm, boy, no, it is exactly opposite. It is definitely opposite. Guys, like, uh, and Lazlo was convicted, and in a way, it was the exact opposite of what he wanted. No, it was, it was exactly the exact opposite. Yeah, it's not a stretch. It couldn't get more opposite. Right. I mean, I don't know if you're trying to come up with an analogy <laughs> or, or what there, but it was definitely the exact opposite. Right. And what's strange, what strange times these are, we could see Mike Pence testifying about january 6th right and potentially others and then trump having to go to court and then the the you know owners of fox news mm-hmm. being forced to testify about this lawsuit i mean the law i don't know anything about law but the lawsuit did seem like i'm not shocked that they sued right when you heard the news oh, that they yeah. were going to sue for defamation i was like oh yeah they 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 had to know that that was at least sure. a, a possibility right and so now that it's ho- happening I'm not all that shocked. I guess they weren't expecting to have to testify, but looks like they might. Have. How old is he? Didn't is he in Rupert his, Murdoch? Yeah, is he ninety yet? I don't. He's gotta be. He just got married again. How many times has he been married? I don't know. A lot. Look into that snow cone. Then I want to talk to you before we're done here about Yellowstone because I know you like the show. And have you are you caught up on Yellowstone? Uh, I've watched all of Yellowstone and all of nineteen twenty whatever. Nineteen twenty three. Okay, so Yellowstone, the this newest season. They did like half. 92, by the way. 92. Man, money is good for your health. Really good for your health. Maybe getting married a lot is too. I don't know. So and he's had four wives. It's only four? I was thinking it was more than that. And one partner. Oh, okay. I was thinking right. he had more wives than that. Well, anyway, uh, Yellowstone, I guess it, its new season just stopped. Did you, or did you catch up on it and it just stopped? Rupert the- Murdoch was married to Jerry Hall. Mm, I, that doesn't sound familiar to me. Yeah. Who, Jerry know. Hall? You know who Jerry Hall is, right? No. Uh, Mick Jagger's wife. Oh, okay, okay. That name is not does not sound familiar. Does it does it sound familiar to you, Snowcone? I don't think I've heard that name. How when was this? Like, would this have been in the seventies or eighties or something? Uh, I don't know how old Jerry it doesn't Hall is. say it on her Wikipedia. Yeah, she was married to Rupert Murdoch from two thousand and sixteen to two thousand and twenty-two. Oh, recently. Okay. And she was married to Mick Jagger from seventy-seven to ninety-nine. Okay, seventy-seven. Yeah. You said wow. it's 77 to 79? It was just they were done in the late 70s? No, they were married from 77 to 99. Oh, to 99. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'd have to look at it. I don't know if I rec- recognize her or not. Uh, Yellowstone, though, Lazo, your show. I, I never knew. 
That is crazy. I think he was married to more than four people. You'd have to look. But anyway, Lazo, your show, well, Yellow... Patricia Booker, Anna Marie Torb, <laughs> Wendy Dang, and Jerry Hall. Okay, so anyway, your show, Yellowstone, I guess it's it stopped. It, you got half a season. Yes. And then it was supposed to come back this summer. They said, oh, yeah. they've been running ads on the Paramount Network saying Yellowstone back this summer with new episodes. But now they're like, uh, maybe not because we haven't been filming. There's been drama on the set. I guess Kevin Costner's not been showing up, but sure. Paramount says, no, 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 he will be on the show, but they don't say how much he's going to be on the show. And then you got Matthew McConaughey trying to do this spinoff thing. Is he going to be the guy that keeps this whole Yellowstone empire moving? And the guy who writes all those shows, uh, what's his name? It's escaped me. Right now. Terry or whatever his name is. He, I guess, wasn't there either. So it's like Kevin Costner wasn't there. And the, and the creator suddenly was gone. Hmm. And like, hey, we're supposed to be filming these episodes. They're supposed to come out this summer. No one knows what's going Drama on. Drama reportedly playing out behind the scenes. Over the weekend, the main cast, including Kevin Costner, who stars as patriarch John Dutton, along with show creator Taylor Sheridan, Taylor were Sheridan. noticeably absent during a scheduled appearance. A half an hour before the event was to start, they said, He's a no-show. Amid speculation mm. about Costner's future on Yellowstone, a Paramount executive at the panel says he's very confident the 68-year-old will continue with the show. After Yellowstone's mid-season finale in January, new episodes of season five were supposed to start airing this summer, but production's reportedly yet to begin. Why is it that every time I see a story about this now, they've always got a picture of Matthew McConaughey in there? Is, mm -hmm. he, he's, is he doing the spinoff for the the Texas one? I have no idea. I, the, only, the only place I've heard that Matthew McConaughey is going to be on it is you. Oh, okay. So well, that doesn't mean that's not true. It just means I haven't paid attention. I was trying. I thought originally they were saying, "Oh, he'll replace Kevin Costner on the original show." But then the more I read about it, it sounded like what's the what's the other ranch that you said that uh, kid six, goes to? Six, six, yeah. six ranch. That's in Texas, right? Yeah. So the thing I read made it sound Jimmy. like Matthew McConaughey will be running that ranch. That'd be because cool. he's a Texas guy, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." But I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, how many spinoffs can they make? From one show in a short really? amount of time. I'm saying I'm fine with it, but this has to be some sort of a record. Here comes this guy. He creates a show. It's a huge hit. Mm. And then the network that owns I'm it. I'm like Dallas had like Knott's Landing and some other stuff. I don't remember. I know that there were spinoffs of some of those dramas back in the 80s, but I don't remember them. This one already has two spinoffs plus the original show. They've done three shows in five years, and it looks like they're working on a fourth and order. fifth. How many did Law and Order have? I don't know, but it's got Law and Order, SVU. Oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's right. That probably, but I don't know how fast that happened. But at this and rate, CSI. See, I was just thinking, CSI did Miami and all those different cities. So I don't know how quickly that happened either. But at this rate, Yellowstone, I feel like is going to have more spinoffs than anything in the world. Snow Cone, Jag. You, you haven't watched any of them? None. Never given it a shot. Not. You got to watch Jag 1883, man. Had okay. NCIS, NCIS Los Angeles, NCIS New Orleans, and NCIS Hawaii. Okay, that wins. Star Trek. No, nope, this is. Oh even... yeah, Star Trek does have a All in the Family. But Star Trek took a while. We forgot about All in the Family. It had Maud, Good Times, The Jeffersons. Oh, there's that many. Archie Bunker's Place, Gloria. Oh my God, those Gloria's connected. Yeah. Oh, those are all connected. Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy. Oh yeah. Joni loves Chachi. Done a couple more that I've never heard of. Let me see. There was more than that for Happy Days. Yeah, but you've never heard of them. Uh, all right, well never see. mind. Maybe no, Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number have the two most. is Cheers. What did Cheers have? Frasier, the Tortelli, St. Elsewhere. Okay, hold on. I know Frasier. And wasn't Wings. Spinoff of Cheers. No, Coach wasn't a spinoff of Cheers, was it? Mm, it didn't say it on there. I don't but... remember either one of them of being on there. Coach was? I thought. I don't remember. Did Coach do a spinoff, maybe? And maybe that's what you're thinking? Them. Law and Order SVU, Law and Order Trial by Jury, Law and Order Criminal Intent, Law and Order, Law and Order LA, True Crime, Law and Order, Law and Order Organized Crime.
Okay, that I would say Law and Order NCIS. One of those has to probably have the yeah. most. But I mean, th- this all happened in five years. Maybe that's a record. I don't know. The Church of Laszlo. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.